Hey, hey, Cubs fan, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. Welcome tonight by Joe Maris. Unfortunately, we're not here to talk about a fun game. It felt like it was going to be a fun game. You know, the Cubs are down 4-2. to two. Patrick Wisdom hits an absolute fucking nuke to tie the game. Cubs fans are feeling good. And then the eighth inning fucking happens. And I'll tell you what, I'm angry. I know Joe's angry. Yep. Before we get into this thing, Joe, aside from this game, how you doing, buddy? I was, you know, racking my brain. I'm like, you know, I'll, I'm staying up till 2 a.m. if this thing goes to 15 innings or what it, whatever it may be. No way in hell did I expect 10 runs in the eighth inning. Oh, boy. I'm just like, I is seriously shaking. Like, I, what do you do? How do you react in this situation? Feel like Ricky Bobby. <laughs> like, what the hell do you do? Yeah. No, I feel that too, man. I just, I'm literally speechless. I am literally speechless. I, I'm literally was sitting there, ironically, talking to a buddy of mine, big baseball guy, not a Cubs fan, but a big baseball guy. And he's he's watching this too. And I'm just like, is this really happening right now? And he's like, oh, they got another hit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, don't don't remind me. Don't remind me. Because, again, like you said, like the Cubs were in this game. And that's mm -hmm. the crazy thing, right? Freddie Peralta, really good pitcher. Fifth best ERA, I think they said, in the National League right now at yeah. 211. He's absolutely killing it, having a great year. It just so happens he's the third fiddle, quote, unquote, in that Brewers line or that Brewers starting rotation. And – you had a chance. You really did. You you got to Boxberger with with wisdom. A Lobatone walk got you that you know man on base. It felt good because this Cubs lineup did not look good tonight. You know Rizzo nope. didn't play tonight. Contreras wasn't even in the lineup. It was really just like KB Javi and the boys is kind of how it felt tonight. And you had a chance to win, and then very uncharacteristically, Tapera shits down his leg. Has a bad game. He was due. He was due. I mean, let's happen. Let's he's had a he's had a batch three out of four of his last outings. He's given up a run. Nothing Good. near this. I think it's been one run. Yeah. In each of those, but I was gonna say, so like, you know, I, I kind of feel like water finds its level. You know, guys are gonna have a bad game eventually. Shit happens. Mm -hmm. But holy hell, Trevor Meagle comes in then too and just adds insult to injury. Like, let's can we talk about the fact A, this was all with two outs, and B Fucking Eric Sogard had to get your last out in the eighth inning just to get you to that miserable ninth, just to yeah. get out of this thing, to just literally just at that point, like, it's like it's like the deer that unfortunately gets hit by a hunter and is still alive, and it's just at that point begging, like, just put me out of my misery. That's how I felt tonight as a Cubs fan. I'm sure the Cubs mm -hmm. felt the same way. It's just like, wow. This was a 4-4 game entering the bottom of the eighth inning. I mean, we're feeling jacked after that. I mean, we're feeling Hell jacked yeah. into there. Hell yeah. 14 to 4 is your final fucking score because of that eighth inning. And I just – I'm at a loss for words. And it's not even like a, I'm, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say sell the team or I'm going to sit here and do this and do that. I'm just here because this is such a gut-punching loss because like, like we've talked about already, this was a winnable game. And the Cubs needed this one because – We'll talk about it here in a little while, obviously, at more depth. But Woodruff and Burns are the next two pitchers you see the next two days against the Brewers team that you are trailing now in the NL Central. And what do you do 
in the first game when you have a chance to win and you tie it and everything's going great besides shit down your leg in the eighth inning and give up 10 mother fucking runs. Pardon my French on this Monday night, but what the hell, man? Like 10 runs, 10 Eric Sogard got your last out because neither one of your freaking relief pitchers could do the same thing. It was all with two outs too. That makes it even worse. All right, with two hey, outs. We just needed Tapera got two outs, right? Before the yeah. runs. Yeah. Before any runs. Yeah. Oh man. Exactly. It literally, it's a literal gut punch. And 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 for let, let's just let's take this thing back real quick. For anybody that maybe wasn't able to watch the game tonight, things were going okay. Top of the first. Jock Peterson walks. He had three walks tonight, by the way. Jock had himself a nice night. We're happy about mm-hmm. Jock tonight. Ian Happ, ninth home run of the season. Good to see him get on the board. 2 Cubs lead right away in the first inning. Unfortunately, the Brewers storm back. I don't know what it is. I, I'm still going to sit here and I'm going to say take a page out of the Rays book. I want to see Andrew Chafin in the first inning when Kyle Hendricks starts. Let him just take the second inning through the eighth inning because clearly he's better in that area than he is in the first inning this year. He's like over a 10 ERA in the first inning alone this year. It's been brutal. But nonetheless, Brewers get back into it. We're tied after an Avi Garcia um, single scores two. And then the bottom of the third, things didn't look good. Garcia, again, his 15th home run of the season, made it 3-2 to two Milwaukee. And then Hiura, uh, with a with Jace Peterson on base, he singles, makes it 4-2. to two. But have no fear because Patrick Wisdom's sexy ass is here and things were feeling good he, he nukes his 11th home run literally to like the farthest part of the ballpark that i've ever seen a ball hit in that ballpark in milwaukee until adamas came up yeah literally i was gonna say adamas smoked it almost to the exact same area then but i mean shit it was 4-4 things are feeling good in the bottom of the eighth i'm not even going to recap what happened because all you need to know is the brewers scored 10 runs and the cubs lost miserably so um, it, it makes it makes things interesting. And actually, a good point here from our, our friend Scott from Iowa in the comments here. Chafin could pitch two or three innings with the way the Cubs are hitting. Yeah, they really could. Uh, and Chafin looked good. Chafin got out of some jams. You know, he worked around a base runner. Uh, KB with an incredible play when Chafin was in there in the seventh. Very intriguing, though, that they went to Chafin before they went to Tapera. Usually, obviously, the other way around. Usually, Tapera being the seventh inning they, guy. I, I don't. I think but, that, you know, they've kind of flip-flopped it kind of depending on the situation. I don't know what goes into that decision, but you're right. I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah, Tapera probably was going to end up doing the same thing in the seventh inning if he was in, so. Yeah, unfortunately. Is it terrible to say that it might have felt a little better, though, if it's the seventh instead of the eighth? probably. I I mean, but even then, like, I, I can't even say it feels okay being in the seventh inning because, like, and again, I, I truly think Tapera was due, right? Like, it happens. You know, guys get beat up. Chafin had a couple rough outings earlier in the year, too. Like, it happens. These guys can't stay as good as they are for the entire season, especially with how oftenly used they are out of the bullpen because they're just so relied upon because the starting staff can't do dick past six innings, it feels like. And, like, holy hell, man. Like, that. honestly, like, I'm still – I still feel like the eighth inning's happening. Like it, it, that, it, it very inning, well. It was so long. On. Yeah, it was so long <laughs> that I'm just sitting here and I my stomach hurts. I feel like I just got kicked in the chest. 
you know, like some 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 asshole from Wisconsin just came sprinting at me full speed and just drop kicked me right in the middle of my chest. And it's just I mean, such I, a disappointing loss. Just from sitting on my couch, I had whiplash from all the balls just being yeah. <laughs> like I bad radio, that. but just all the balls being smoked. It's just mm-hmm. just from my couch, I could even feel it. And you know, I got something I wanted to talk about here is. You know, you see, you know, going through Twitter, all the enraged Cubs fans, sure. just like me and you, are, you know, why is Tapera still in the game? Why wasn't he taken out after the two walks? He looked flustered. He was talking to himself. Mm-hmm. What is Ross supposed to do there? I mean, he, this guy has been absolute nails. What kind of, what is he supposed to do there? You ride with your guy. I mean, he had, he was one out away from getting out of there with the tie game still. What are you supposed to do? You right. ride with that guy. You're going to bring in Trevor McGill. You could bring in Keegan Thompson. He's not available. Who are you going to Rex? Rex Brothers isn't available. Who are you bringing right. in? Like, that's your guy. You say, hey, here's your inning. You go get that inning. Mm-hmm. Tapera just has to do better. I mean, I understand, you know, you're so good for a certain amount of time. You know, water finds its level, just like you said, but not to that extent. I mean, you walk, like you so said, you walk Jace Peterson, who uh, I think it was the fifth inning when uh, Hendricks. Uh, he got a hit off of Hendricks and then stole second base. Yep. Lopatone, boy. He, I don't know if he even wants to try to throw to second base. Yeah. You know, there's the game against the Marlins. I think he, I saw somebody on Twitter say this. Like, I think he, like, seriously, intentionally dropped that ball so he didn't have to throw it. (laughs) I mean, you and then you see in the eighth inning, you have a runner on first base. He still goes down to one knee, you know, and that, popular position you see a lot of catchers and you're like what are you doing like you know he's probably going to try to steal Tapera is nervous he's like he he is not focused on the hitter he's focused on that runner because that guy gets to second base just like he did against Hendricks and just a little squirt from Hira is going to score him just like it did earlier in the game right so you I mean Lobatone what the hell are you doing like you have to put yourself you don't have Wilson Contreras' arm Nobody does. What are you doing? Help yourself a little bit. But just like with Tapera, like you, ha- like I understand you're worried about that guy at first. You have to get the hitter. Right. You know, maybe you know. Hey, we'll get, maybe we'll get a double play because I think there was one out at the time. But I, you have to like you have to focus on the hitter too. Mm-hmm. So I I don't even know if Jace Peterson's really this you know ginormous base dealer. He stole a base earlier in the game. Does that make him a base dealer? Yeah. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know enough about Jace Peterson, unfortunately. I remember <laughs> I remember Jace Peterson when he was a pirate. Like <laughs> that's when I remember Jace Peterson. Like I don't think a lot of people remember Jace Peterson as a pirate, but that's when I remember him as a pirate. Like that should tell you something. Because like you said, like I mean yeah, let's be straight up and honest about it. Like, there are very few catchers in this game that have the arm that Wilson Contreras has. I can maybe think of, like, two, three that have the same arm, that even remotely close that he mm-hmm. has. I would say maybe Real Muto is one. And then, like, maybe, maybe Posey. I mean, but, like, well, I mean. I, I understand, like, with with not having Wilson back there, well, whoever it is, it just it's a different mindset for base runners. thousand percent. So, I mean, this goes to a different point that I was I, I tweeted about before the game. So why is Contreras' off day the first game of probably the biggest series we had we've had in 
you know, a month. You know, this is our biggest series. Why is he not sitting the day before, you know, get a little bit more rest on the plane ride? He right. comes in and we're facing Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, and Corbin Burns. Why do we have Jose Lobatone in against uh, Freddie Peralta? You know, yeah, we want to beat the Dodgers. We want to end that road trip on a win. What's more important? Like, Jose Lopez, like, he might as well not have gone up there with a bat. What, like, once we got through the bottom of the order, you know, middle of the order, we're hoping for a walk. So we got lucky. Yeah. What are we doing? Why is his off day the first day of this important series? It, that makes no sense to me. Let him relax on the plane ride. Let him relax. He take the day off against uh, Kershaw. What the hell are we doing? Right. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And I just I feel like this needs to be shared. It was the first yeah. comment that that we got tonight. DSP five on Twitter. I'm sad, boys. We're we're sad yep. with you, man. Because here's the thing. Like our boy Joey Ricotta says here. Oh my holy eighth inning yes absolutely you're 100 right scott from iowa adds the eighth inning was like a bad run at the blackjack table and you can't get away i know that because i've actually been a part of one of those in vegas before so i know yeah, exactly what you're talking about scott that is a fun story that i i i, I need to change the tone here a little bit so we're gonna share a quick story okay first time i went to vegas it was 2017 it was actually for work we had a conference out in vegas and it was actually my first time ever playing blackjack at like a real blackjack table and I got to a point where I could split. Things were feeling good. So I split. I got royally fucked on both. I lost 150 bucks in like 50, not even 15 minutes. It was like 10 minutes at the blackjack table. And I was like, wow, that make- sucks. And you know what made the night better? I went to the craps table, won it all back. But nice. nonetheless, I know exactly what, what Scott from Iowa is talking about there. And this is something interesting that I saw come through. Uh, from our boy again, Joey Ricotta. He honestly thinks it could be a grip and overcompensating with Tapera. The spin rates are down in his last four outings. Does, does again, I hate to be that guy right now, but it's such a hot topic. And, and I know you retweeted your article that you wrote mm-hmm. today, Joe, about the whole, you know, cracking down on these pitchers. Like, was Tapera a guy that was using substance to get that spin rate? Because again, nothing against the pair. I'm not here to throw shade at Cubs players. Cause I, I like all these guys. They wear the Cubs uniform. I'm going to, I'm going to like them until they do something that really, really, I don't like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's a legitimately concerning thing. Like Definitely. was he one of those guys that was using stuff because you look at his career numbers, he's never been an elite reliever. I mean, he's been a good reliever, but he's never been an elite reliever. And, and, it's, and it's the nature of relief pitchers. They go through stretches. Like, so you, you know, they go through hot stretches just like any pitcher, but you're, you're right. I mean, it, I, I don't look at the spin rate numbers. Like I, I kind of just rely on what I'm seeing on Twitter, which is probably not the best thing all the time. But if that's the case, I mean, that I'm sure the Cubs knew he was using something, especially when they cracked down. I'm sure they had to sit down with all these pitchers and talk to them and be like, what were you, or I don't know if they asked what they were using, but they're just like, hey, you're using something, get in the bullpen, work on it, figure it out, because we I mean we need them. I mean, we need them to continue what they were doing. So yeah. Oh, man. So if I mean if that's the case, I mean, you've seen pitchers still, I mean, you you've definitely seen pitchers struggle. I mean, obviously the number one case is Garrett Cole. Yeah. So it, it's happening around the league, but you got to figure your shit out, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. 
Like you gotta you gotta figure out a way to still be a competent pitcher. Right. Like, I mean, you could you could see Devin Williams out there. He was trying doing everything to keep his hand dry. Everything to keep his hand dry. There's no way. Just from what I mean, we've seen him a million times. We've seen him dominate. There's he had to have been using something before. You know what it was, what he was using it for. Who knows? You know we don't need to speculate on that. But sure. you could just see how nervous he was trying to go for anything. He's up here. He's down here. Like mm-hmm. everything to try to keep his hand dry. Like so, it's you know it's not a Ryan Tapera only thing, but it's you got to figure it out. Devin Williams was able to figure it out. Obviously, it's against lesser hitters, but he was able to get out of that inning. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing that people have to consider, right? It's just like what. Like, where where is that fine line, right? Because clearly, I mean, again, Tapera's not a guy that has, like, not been good in the major leagues. Like, he's been around for a while. Like, he's mm-hmm. a good enough relief pitcher that teams are going to, like, pay him money to be in their bullpen. So, like, kind of like what you said. Like, what what is it going to take just to figure it out? And, and again, I, I agree here with Joey Ricotta real quick. Again, we'll bring up another comment. Sunscreen to Rosen. Or excuse me, Rosen. Rosen should <laughs> Rosen, be allowed, Rosen, but Rosen. you know, yeah. Boo-doo, boo-doo, boo-doo. But again, the MLB, you know, yeah, I agree. You know, you just see the control lacking, and you wonder. And then, then you, let's let's talk about because here at OnTap Sportsnet, we are a Chicago sports website, right? We don't just cover the Cubs; we do cover the other team on the other side of town. Look at Jose Abreu the other day getting drilled in the knee with a ninety-six mile per hour fastball. You're really not going to allow pitchers to use rosin and sunscreen, normal ass shit that really mm-hmm. doesn't affect your grip that much. Let's be let's be truthful. Again, really, the rosin bag just keeps your hand dry, like you said. You right, know, guys are fighting just to keep their hands dry, so they're not like losing control on these pitchers. Because again, now more than ever in baseball, guys are throwing harder than they've ever thrown before. Like you want to really risk these hitters getting nailed with a 102 mile per hour fastball to a, an exposed part of the body because you want to crack down on foreign substances. Like, can we, can we find a way to find a middle ground? Mm-hmm. And, and again, and, and, and I don't want to be here and be the one that sits here and just bashes the MLB all night long. Cause I feel like we do that enough with the umpires, but like Rob Manfred, get your shit together, bro. Like you're the commissioner. There's a reason that you went out and hired Theo Epstein as a part of your front office for advisory purposes and some of these other people that you've hired. You clearly don't know what you're doing. Right. I so mean, like, so I don't, I don't know if you've listened to the Starting Nine podcast. They have, we're talking to David Wells. He's like, I refuse to watch the MLB until Rob Manfred's out of the game. Yeah. I mean, that's a very well-known pitcher who's just like, I'm out on the MLB until Rob Manfred's gone. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know enough about it. I'm not in the weeds on Rob Manfred. Yeah. but. So for somebody like that to come out and say that, that's that's substantial. Right. That is meaningful. And, and that makes you think because it's like really, I mean, if you look at it, to me, there's there's one sport right now, the big four, that continues just to hurt themselves in terms of popularity, in terms of viewership and things like that. And it's baseball, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I feel like we can sit here and we can talk about it because, we're you know, we're talking about, you know, Tapera's spin rate and Devin Williams' spin rate and his control and that, things like that. But – the the NFL figures a you know figures it out, the NBA figures it out, even the NHL figures it out. And the NHL has been one of the most criticized leagues in recent memory. Gary Bettman is probably one of the most criticized commissioners mm-hmm. of our entire lifetimes. 
trust me, I'm a diehard Blackhawks fan. I, you know, I, I followed the NHL hard enough to know mm-hmm. what a clown with a red nose looks like. Yep. And it ain't Ronald McDonald. Right now it's Rob Manfred. And that that's scary. You know what I mean? Because, like, people are sitting here saying, like, baseball's a dying sport. And yet you have people in your front office that are just making it worse. Mm-hmm. And, I, again, I, I understand the whole, like, wanting more offense and you don't want guys using cheating substances. And that's fine. Like, I, I, I'm totally in agreement with that. But, like, in agreement with what Joey said in our comments here, like, sunscreen and rosin really like you're like a rosin bag isn't giving you an advantage this is keeping you from fucking killing somebody with a fastball to the head mm-hmm. at that point you know what i mean so like it, it's just again it's where where do you find that middle ground where do you come as you know a front office as the major league baseball and say hey this is what we need to do and this is what we should do and whatever but like i don't know it, it just it's it's weird. It, it feels like the game is like again, and I think it was poorly handled by it being a midseason thing. Definitely, um, because now you're making guys adjust when they're midway through a season. And I, you know what? If you were cheating, fine, fuck it. You were cheating. You got away with it long enough. Kudos. It's like when you're. You know, let's be honest. Every kid ever in their lifetime, probably everybody that's listening to this podcast or this live show right now you've at least figured out a way to like get an advantage on some test or homework assignment in Mm -hmm. school. Like let's, let's call a spade a spade real quick. Right. You know, but you got away with it. It was okay. It it felt like that for a while with major league baseball. And now they're finally like, all right, you know what? We shouldn't be allowing this because the offense is down. We're suffering as a sport because, you know, I mean, literally the, the league wide average right now is what two thirty eight, And that would still something be like, like oh, it would be a league worst in like 50 plus years or something crazy shit like that. Like it's been a long time since the, the league average was that bad, but it, it just, it really feels like it, it's, it's a quirky time right now in baseball. And it, like tonight's game was quirky too. This mm-hmm. it, it's the theme Joe. And that's why I'm okay with us sitting here talking about it because the Cubs, like it was quirky for the Cubs. Tapera has a terrible night himself. Chafin looked looked fine. He looked good. Yep. Trevor Meagle looked fucking terrible. Uh, let's just call a spade a spade. Yep. I, I get why they did the whole move with Nance. You know, he pitched three innings, a guy that normally doesn't go a lot of innings. He also was struggling in his last few outings, whatever. Fine. Let Meagle come up and get a look. Well, Meagle comes up, gets a look, and gets absolutely fucking peppered. Doesn't even record yep. an out. Gives up six earned runs. It's not great, Bob. If if it were me as the GM, he'd be going right back to AAA Iowa tomorrow, but I don't make those decisions, unfortunately. But, like, it's just – I don't know. I feel like like we're sitting here and just expressing our displeasure with the MLB, which is fair because I think think a lot of people have the same displeasure league-wide. But it's just like, of course, tonight's the night too, right? Like we yeah. see the spin rate come into play and we see – and again, and 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 here I want to bring up another comment that was in our in our comments earlier. Where is it at? I'm going to find it at some point here. Um, son of a bitch. It was here a little bit ago. And I'm, I'm – so, oh, here we go. From our friend Brando23Sports. Leaving bases loaded twice tonight. Not good. I agree. The Cubs left bases loaded twice tonight because of Devin Williams having control issues. Mm-hmm. And that was a perfect opportunity for the Cubs not only to take the lead, but maybe you change the narrative then later in this game. I mean, they could have been sure. the ones to blow it open there. Sure. Exactly. You have the top of the order. I have some uh, a note written down here. I mean, you saw it everywhere. Every, yeah. Ortega came up with the bases loaded. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, it's immediately gets to two zero on pitches that weren't really that close. Right, yeah. it was two zero, I think. Yeah. And you know, you get a fastball at the at the top of the strike zone. That you know, yes, it's been it, it was getting called up there a little bit, but and I don't know where the green light came from. Whether it's just Ortega swinging on his own, whether it came from hey Ross is like hey you see it you go get it, but. That's not the pitch. I mean, you have to be absolutely sure that that pitch is like middle, middle, you know, and then, then he comes back the next pitch. He swings at a ball and then he works it to a full count and, you know, he gets a change up Devin Williams change up. That's no joke. And he rolls it over. So, I mean, you got, you're looking at three Oh, maybe three one at the worst. And Devin Williams was, I mean, there's shit running down his leg, you know? Like he deer, he was a deer in headlights and we kind of let him off the hook there and we could have blown it open that we have Jack Peterson coming up. They had a righty warming up in the bullpen. So we yeah. get Jack Peterson coming in to face a, a, a righty. And then if you, if we get to the next tier, we have Hap facing a righty. So he gets to stay on the left side. Yep. We could potentially blow it open there. And right. You know, it just went to shit right there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's the thing, right? It, it's one of those things where, and this is all sports, right? I mean, you were a college baseball player. I was a college football player. Like, we know this. We know how this goes. Like, one play here and there in a game can change a momentum, can change how a game truly is an outcome. You wrote a great article the other day just about the Jason Hayward overturned home run and how that could have turned out the Cubs getting a split in L.A. potentially mm-hmm. instead of being beaten three or four in that series. So – you know, it really is one of those like, oh, what if kind of things. And and that was a perfect opportunity for the Cubs to break the game open, take the lead, potentially do some type of damage to get this thing, you know, in their favor. And instead, they don't get anything. You go into the eight, bottom of the eighth, tied 4-4, and the Brewers erupt for fucking 10 motherfucking runs. Pardon my French yet again. And you get the outcome that is what it is tonight and that we're sitting here talking about a 14 to four loss, which really, you know, again, people will look at that score and be like, wow, they got their shit kicked in the Cubs. No, they really didn't. It was literally one half an inning that blew this thing open because of control issues from one of your better start, you know, relief pitchers. And then obviously Meagle coming in and just not looking good at all. Just adding insult to injury at that point, because Tapera had already given up the lead. He he was if I'm yeah he was your losing pitcher tonight. Now he's mm-hmm. 0 two on the season, but like it just made it worse. <laughs> like let's just be honest, it just made it worse. I mean, if if the if the Cubs didn't manage to keep the score to within maybe four, maybe five, they were talking about the broadcast. Hater hadn't pitched in like five days or something, so mm-hmm. he was probably going to come in. But now he's you know he's down another day, so you know we probably see him the next two days if the game is close. Yeah. So we potentially kind of extend a Josh Hader too, which is never a good thing. So mm-hmm. that's another thing. Hopefully we're in the games enough where he has to pitch, but <laughs> yeah, well, and, and you add on top of that, right? Like not only is Josh Hader probably going to pitch, but Woodruff and Burns are on the mountains the next two days. Yeah. Like two of the best, arguably two of the best pitchers in the national league right now are going against the Cubs team. That's not only hurt, but has also not been hitting well lately. I just looked today, actually, as I was doing some research for my Jason Hayward article that I put out earlier, and the Cubs are like 28th in the league right now on average for team, team average. They're like 228 right now. 
and just throw the big old gif right up there and just say, not, not great, Bob. It's not great, Bob, because it's really not like if this team isn't hitting. And again, some of that is balance, right? Like Matt Duffy being out, Nico Horner being out and think, God, he's coming back soon. Maybe you get a, a Jason Hayward that gets a little hot and at least gets on base because, again, from the iconic movie Moneyball, why do we like this guy? Because he gets on base. And if Jason Hayward can be that guy, I don't give a fuck who it is. If somebody can get on base for these big guys to come up and hopefully drive in, I'm going to like him. There's a mm-hmm. reason our friends on the south side love Yasmani Grandal, even though he's only hitting like 170-something, because the motherfucker walks four times a game. Like He gets on base. And again, it's like it's such a crazy concept, and people are always like, "Oh, Moneyball doesn't work," but there are principles of Moneyball that work. Definitely, if you imply them into the game, and one of them is getting on base. Because guess what? Usually, when you fucking get on base, you score runs and you get hits, and good things happen. But right now, this offense is not doing that, so it, it makes it even more infuriating today that you can't take advantage of an opportunity where you come back from down four to two. Patrick again, Pat, that Patrick wisdom nuke today and here's what mm-hmm. makes here's what pains me you know you know what really pains me joe is the fact that patrick wisdom hits this absolute beautiful nuke of a home run literally one of the farthest baseballs i've ever seen hit in that stadium up in milwaukee and it just goes unappreciated and unnoticed because the cubs fucking get blown out by 10 mm-hmm. runs because of one half inning of baseball and yep. I'm, you know what and if i'm patrick wisdom i'm pissed and you can call him whatever you want to. Patrick was dumb. Patrick was dong. And here or there, doesn't matter. The dude hit a nuke. He came up clutch in a pinch hitting situation. And let's make it noted here. Scott from Iowa said it. Wisdom should have come into the game after pinch yep, hitting. I completely definitely. agree. Uh, Eric Sogard did not need to be playing third base tonight. I don't care that he came in and pitched and finally got the last fucking out. It could have been honest, for, it could have been for Alcantara too, and I would have been fine with it because Alcantara yeah. he he's not doing anything to help himself too, and he's also dealing with an ankle injury. So I mean, you and with both of them being in the game, you had the flexibility to move Sogard to second. So I was definitely I tweeted that out too after uh, Wisdom hit that he should be staying in the game because I said you know you're going to face Josh Hader. Mm-hmm. That obviously didn't end up happening, but I mean, you would have given a normal right. circumstance. You absolutely would have. So, yeah, that, no, yeah, I, that I, was a, another poor decision. I, I could understand, you know, maybe let him kind of end the day on a high note, but yeah, you got you. Sh- he should have left the guy in there. Yeah, I mean, especially when he's the one guy, and it's not like he he didn't get after a good pitcher. Like everybody's like, who's Brad Boxberger? I don't remember. I don't know if y'all remember, but Brad Boxberger was, was elite when he was with the Rays. I remember mm-hmm. those days of Brad nasty changeup. Hell yeah, he's a good good relief pitcher. My and, most fond memory of him was uh, when he was with the Diamondbacks. He he's the pitcher who gave up the back to back homers to Bodie and Rizzo. There you go. Yeah, that I was at that game. Memory. Yeah, that's a good memory. That's a good memory, yep. and I'm jealous that you were at that game because I love games like that. When you, you know, it's a good game when you can look back, you know, X number of years on it and be like, oh, I remember being at that game. That was yep. really nice. That bad, was a lot of bad fun. radio, but see, I got my uh, my phone background is from me and my girlfriend at that game. <laughs> Great for radio. Those, yeah, for all those that are watching, I hope you enjoyed that just as much as I did. But <laughs> nonetheless, like, I mean. Yeah, I, I feel you there. Like, again, off a really good pitcher in Boxberger, you get the game tied, and then that eighth inning happens. And it's like, it's to the point now where, like, I don't even want to talk about that eighth inning because, like, talking about it tastes like the Malort aftertaste on steroids. 
in yep. my mouth right now. Like that's how bad it is. And I'll tell you what, Joe, like it, it sucks. Cause again, this felt like the game that the Cubs took could have taken. You take a one Oh series lead early and then mm-hmm. you just got to figure out a way to split between Burns and Woodruff, like yep. just find a way. And again, I know it because I, I, I have him on my fantasy team. Burns can be very good, but not get run support and still lose. Right. His, and he's also, record, he's also had some stinkers lately. Yeah. His, and his record has been very poor lately. And so like, Oh wow. Okay. You get to Peralta and you get to the bullpen a little bit. And then maybe you have a chance then with Burns on Wednesday and sure. Maybe if Woodruff beats you up a little bit, like you still got a chance to win the series. And now you're like, Holy shit, we got to go through their two best pitchers just to win the series. Yeah. It's scary. So Joe, I, I do want to turn it quickly over to you. I unfortunately have nothing else to say about this one. I'm just so disappointed. It just, it hurts to talk about at this point. Um, but we are 30 minutes in. So I do want to say, um, Ooh, a little quick note here before I, I do turn it back over to you. Joey Ricotta again, our boy coming through with the stats tonight. Thank you, sir. He says, Oh guys, Burns has also had one of the most notable spin rate decreases in baseball as well since the crackdown on substances, which thank you for telling me that. Cause I might trade him now in my fantasy league. But with that being said, Joe Maris, I am going to turn it over to you real quick. Any final thoughts on this unfortunate stinker of a game before we go ahead and put it in the rear view mirror and look ahead to tomorrow? So this isn't specifically on today's game, but it has everything to do with today's game and the last, you know, three weeks. You saw when Alcantara came up and immediately had all that, you know, a good amount of success. Same thing with Wisdom, although Wisdom has sustained it to a certain degree. Not to not in an everyday success, but to a certain degree. You know, everybody's ready to write off David Bodie, uh, Jake Marisnik. Mm-hmm. Why? You you don't win. You can't like it, it's not a sustainable thing for somebody like Sergio Alcantara, who made his MLB debut last year, came up, had a nice little run this year. You can't depend on those guys. You need people that have a track record. What that track record is doesn't necessarily matter david bowie is a two career 230 hitter you're telling me you don't want a career 230 hitter i mean you've seen it over the last month we've been nickel and dimed by guys you've never heard of Mm -hmm. like from the dodgers the dodgers have been able to just pull guys up every single month mckinstry is a perfect example of that right you know the dodgers may not be the best example because they just you know everything they touch turns to gold but we've just been nickel and dimed by fucking jace peterson like it's guys like that that win you these games. You know, you need your role players to to sustain a certain amount of success, and then you need your star players to go from there. Our star players haven't done it either. Yes, right. but you know, we we definitely need a break. We need that all star break. I, but you need to depend on that bottom of the order. I mean, we saw like when in the, in June, uh, May, Matt Duffy. Just a catalyst in the bottom of the order. Nico Horner, catalyst at the bottom of the order. And I know everybody is and should be excited to have him back. Just any – if he's at 85%, we need that man in the lineup to get Eric Sogard into another town. Just no. DFA his ass. Right. <laughs> That's a long time coming. But we need you need guys with a track record to depend on. You need to know what you're getting. We don't know what we're getting when we put some of these guys out there, even Sergio Alcantara, who's had a nice little bit of success. 
we don't know what we're going to get. We need to have some sort of floor that we know we're going to have. We don't have that. We might not even have it with David Bodie, but there is some level of reliability on David Bodie. Yeah. And Matt Duffy. Yeah. So, you know, even Hayward, God damn it. Hayward. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know what to say about him. That hasn't been said, but there's some degree of floor with Jason Hayward that we know what we're getting. So like, we need that floor. We have no floor right now. It's just, you know, you say the ceiling, you, you, you might not be able to see the ceiling because you know, it could go up and up and up. We don't know where the fucking floor is because it just goes down, 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 down. And we have guys like fucking Jose Lobatone because yes, you could sell you want about the Cubs trade Victor Caratini. They signed Austin Romine to be their backup. That was a good plan. He looked mm-hmm. good in, you know, four games. Fortunately he got hurt. Right. <laughs> you know, not a whole lot you can do about that. Right. Right. So we just need, we need those guys that we know what we're going to get. And that's Sogard sucks, man. You know, at the beginning of the year, he was, (laughs) he was good enough. He was getting, you know, he would come in, he would hit the ground ball with a main on third base. You know, he would do shit like that and all that shit's gone, but that's also gone because we don't have that guy in third base all the time anymore. Right. So that's just a whole another, you know, problem on its own. But you know, you can see it in the teams that are beating us. We're getting nickel and dime to death, death yeah. by a thousand cuts. And we need those guys. We don't have those guys. We have the star players. But, you know, we can't rest our star players, and it's affecting their play. You're seeing it. I mean, Javi, he, that motherfucker needs a day off. Multiple. He's not right. I mean, he, you know, he's not the player he was in 2018. We can all agree on that. But he's better than this, you know. He, he's he's taking fastballs right down the middle. You know that's not hobby. Right. You know whatever he is, that's not hobby. So I mean, we need to be able to rest our guys and still put a good enough product on the field, and we weren't able to do that today. We still almost came out with the win. Yeah. You know, we need to stop the bleeding before we can. You know, these are the as long as we can handle in our division. You know, the, the deeper you get into the season, the more you know games you play against your own division. Right. And, and we still have that little soft spell facing the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. You know, you don't want to depend on that because ugh, baseball is a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. But, man, are we looking forward to that? Yeah. So the Brewers have been able to do to those guys and the Cardinals. I mean, the, just an absolute cakewalk. And then, of course, we get lined up with Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns, and Brandon Woodruff. I mean – who, what what did we do to deserve that? First off, but yeah, you know, I kind of morph this rant into a million different things. But man, we just need some. We just need people to depend on, and we don't have it. Right, as I said, the guys that the Cubs need to depend on right now are either hurt or just not producing. Right, right. Like, you know, you look at Anthony Rizzo not being in the lineup today. You look at a Wilson Contreras getting a day off on again, like you said earlier in the show, kind of a weird day to get a day off. You look at a guy like Matt Duffy, who's on the shelf right now, who was batting almost 280 before he got hurt. Nico Horner was batting well over 300, 338 before he got hurt. And thank God he's on the fucking horizon to come back soon because, like, his bat would be needed. And I'll tell you what, the report that made me smile was that he could have waited until Tuesday to report to Iowa 
but they said because he knew how much the Cubs missed his bat, he reported early to Iowa to get extra games in so he could get back sooner. And that's the shit I love to hear. Yeah. And that makes me so excited about Nico Horner. It almost makes me want to go buy a Nico Horner jersey and make me spend money that I shouldn't be spending, Joe. But guess what? Yeah. But guess what? I'm ready for it. And I will tell you what, Joe. You have the ONTAP credit card? I don't. I don't, but I can, but I can talk to, I can talk to Tony about that one real quick, but I'll tell you what, man, like I'm at the point right now where, you know, we, we had, we had fellow Cubs on tap panelist, Cody on tap and our friend from Minnesota, Mike Dubs radio on a deal about dumping relish on themselves if the Cubs swept the Brewers. Obviously that's not going to happen. They lost game one, but I'll tell you what, if the Cubs find a way to win these next two games, I will eat an entire jar of Vienna beef neon green relish oh. on on a live camera. I like relish, so it don't. Oh, I love relish too. But yeah, I'll eat it with a spoon. I might put it on a chip. I might even just make a hot dog to dump it on. Who knows? But <laughs> I will eat an entire jar of relish right now, and I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna I'm gonna absolutely say it. I'm gonna find a way to get this clipped, maybe potentially tomorrow. Yep. Put on the Cubs on Tap Twitter. Something needs to be spoken into existence because dumping relish on yourself just isn't good enough. I will eat an entire jar of relish, and I might even one up it, and I might even say I'll throw in some sports pe- some sport peppers with it too. I don't care at this point. Celery salt, get crazy. I love celery salt, so absolutely give it to me. Like we, the the Cubs just need something at this point. And I, honestly, right now, like you said at, at one point in the show, and I feel like if anybody that's listened to this point may have missed it but it's hundred percent true. The Cubs need the all-star break right now. They really do because they need to get healthy. You need mm-hmm. guys like Duffy in this lineup. You need guys like Horner in this lineup because that's this lineup was thriving when they were well-balanced. When you had guys that were not only high contact guys, but then you had your power guys too. And right now, because everybody's fucking hurt, you don't have that balance anymore. And that's something I actually mentioned today in my Jason Hayward article. And anybody that hasn't read it, I encourage you to go read it at www.ontapsportsnet.com. But Something I said was the balance of this lineup. And if Jason Hayward can be an on-base guy and a run scorer mm-hmm. with guys like Nico Horner and Matt Duffy and some of the other guys that allow that that quintet of all-star finalists that you have and guys like Peterson, Wilson, Rizzo, you know, Bryant Baez to drive in runs, now all of a sudden you have that balance in your lineup that made this team tick and go in the month of May and why they were so good and shot up the NL Central standings. Instead, now, right, you just have this fucking triple-A lineup plus Chris Bryant and Javi Baez at, on certain days right now, and it's just not getting the job done. So I'll eat relish, sport peppers, you name it. I'll, I'll eat as many Chicago-style hot dogs as I can. I don't care. Whatever it's going to take because I just want to see the Cubs win baseball yep. games, and they need to get two wins in these next two games, at least one. I, I hate to say lose another series, but, like, you got to win at least one. You cannot get swept going into that series with the Reds this weekend because even though it's the Reds, the Reds have been a team that just finds a way to absolutely annihilate the Cubs. And then you got four games with the Phillies and three games with the Cardinals before the All-Star break. So, like, you don't have the easiest schedule entering the All-Star break here in a couple of weeks. Uh, and that's something that people are going to have to keep an eye on. Uh, and just one really quick thing. I just want to make sure I didn't miss this comment. I might have. I don't know if I did or didn't. Yes, I did. Here we go. Scott from Iowa. He says, screw it. I'm on to tomorrow with fucking Zach. No hitter Davies and a 70 mile, 75 mile per hour fastball. And I'm kind of in agreement with that, Joe. Are you ready to move on to tomorrow's game? Yeah, let's do it. Am. 
All right, let's do it. So tomorrow, the Cubs are back in action at American Family Field. It still cracks me up that it's not Miller Park anymore. I still call it Miller Park uh, in beautiful, I guess kind of sort of beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Another 7-10 start uh, here in, in the Central Daylight time zone uh, on June 29th. On Tuesday, the Cubs are trotting out Zach Davies, who is 5-4 on the season with a 431 ERA and 49 strikeouts. And holy shit, I knew he was good. I didn't realize he was this good. Uh, Brandon Woodruff, he's 6-3, and three, which it's a nice record. Only one game better than Davies. But he has a 189 ERA and 111 strikeouts this season. So, Joe... I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you, sir. Would love to hear what your thoughts are for a preview and a uh, fly the W pick. Hopefully to do something against Woodruff tomorrow, because the Lord knows if his ERA says anything, the Cubs ain't going to do dick tomorrow. But I'm going to try to stay positive. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Inject me with that positivity. What are you feeling for tomorrow? So it's going to go one of – for the Cubs to have success, it's going to go one of two ways, you know, as baseball does. They're going to need – Two to three home runs off of Woodruff, you know, they or they're going to need a menu. Or they're going to need to string together hits. Which, which one's more likely? Neither. Which one's most likely? Two to three home runs. You know, you know, give me two. You know, scatter two to three home runs. That's how you're going to do it. You need somebody on base to hit those while you hit those home runs too. I mean, that's how you have to do it. The Cubs haven't been able to string hits together to score runs against damn near anybody. Mm-hmm. So. They're depending on home runs more than ever. They're also just not getting them all the time. That's I say neither are likely, but I'd say the two to three home runs is most likely. I'd say Jack Peterson is probably one of those guys to hit those. I feel like I pick Jack Peterson all the time, but he seems like the guy that's going to do it. So that there's my fly the W pick. You know, just and before we move on here, uh, Zach Davies is making his first start against the Brewers in his career as former team. So that'll be cool to watch. That will be cool to watch. And you know what? I hope he has the revenge game of a lifetime. I hope he goes nine innings. I hope he no hits the Brewers. I hope he perfect games the Brewers. I don't care. As long as he gets the W tomorrow, I'm right there with you, Joe. I'm Mm -hmm. super happy. And great pick, by the way. And I don't know if you had the preview up, but I look at this Cubs roster and there is nobody that hits well against Woodruff. But except one guy that kind of stands out as an outlier. Because he in eight at bats, he's a three seventy five average with two home runs and two RBIs, and that is ironically <laughs> Jock Peterson. So uh, that is a hell of a fly the W pick for you. I'm kind of jealous that I didn't pick him myself. Um, a gracious host always lets me go first. Oh, I always uh, always let always let everybody go first. But I will tell you what, uh, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, it, it's gonna take just some timely hits. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna beat up Woodruff. You're not gonna get him for 10, 11 hits. It's not gonna happen like that. You're only gonna get him for maybe three, four, five hits. So, it, like you said, it's taking advantage of those opportunities. Maybe it is a couple solo home runs. Maybe you rely on the the Cubs of old, you know, quote unquote, you know, by the long ball, kind of what they did tonight, really, to stay in this game all the way up until, you know, the eighth inning, like. If they can just at least hit a couple long balls, maybe you get to the bullpen. Maybe you can get to the early part of the bullpen before Hader has to come in. Maybe you run Woodruff's pitch count up enough to drive him from the game earlier, kind of what they did to Peralta tonight. You got him after six innings. I think if they can keep Woodruff to six or less, like that's ideal. Um, And you know what? I I expect him to be in the lineup tomorrow. I expect this guy to be pissed. I don't care that he's only one for 10 against Woodruff. Give me Wilson Contreras tomorrow. 
I feel like that's I feel like that's needed. Like that's the yep. type of guy the Brewers fans absolutely despise him. He's he's public enemy number one when he steps foot in that terrible named field American mm-hmm. family field. What the fuck they call it? They should have left at Miller Park. But nonetheless, like if him and Jock can go deep tomorrow, maybe Jock and, and him go deep with guys on base, you know, maybe, maybe somebody or the tandem or whoever it is mm-hmm. here from Cubs on tap, whether it's the two of us as well as Cody and Juice, um, are able to talk about a Cubs winner. I have a good hunch that those two guys will be involved in that. Yep. And I'm excited to see Davies pitch against the Brewers for the first time in his career uh, after spending a very long time with the Brewers. Obviously, uh, Cubs fans, if you've been around long enough, you remember Davies with the Brewers because he always yep. used to find a way. He would come in with like a five ERA and you'd be like, we're going to light him up. And then he would like seven innings of like one run ball and the Cubs would lose. And it was a bunch of fucking bullshit. But it is what it is. He's on our side now. Hopefully he can go do that to the Brewers up in Milwaukee. That would be pretty sweet. I'd be pretty excited if that happens. Um, and yeah, a, a win tomorrow would be massive because then mm-hmm. at least you go in with, you know, a quote unquote struggling burns on Wednesday and, and maybe an opportunity to take two or three heading into an off day and a well-needed off day at that uh, on Thursday, July 1st, uh, before the holiday weekend here in the States. So uh, Joe, before we get out of here, I do want to remind everybody that Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast, the On Tap Sports Network. That you can go out and check out all of our great work at www.ontapsportsnet.com and at ONTAP Sportsnet on social media. Uh, that is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find us all over the place. Uh, you can follow the pod specific accounts at Cubbies, C U B B I E S, on tap. Um, that's Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Loose on Tap. Joe is at Joe Maris on Tap. Or, you should be at Joe Maris on tap. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start the encouragement to make you change your Twitter handle, but he is at Joe Maris. He's at Joe Maris for now. We'll see if that changes here in the coming days. Um, but you can follow all of us. You can also follow guys like at juice on tap at Cody on tap at the right three twenty six at Marty Laval and so many more of us here that contribute to Cubs on tap. Uh, and not only do we have great Cubs coverage, we got great Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, and yes, Cubs fans. We all have a friend that likes the Southsiders. We have great Sox coverage as well. You can bring them over to us there. And I will remind you that is www.ontapsports.com and at ontapsports.net on social media, the Ontap Sports Network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Well, Joe, unfortunately, this game was not as fun to talk about as you and I were hoping. Uh, we were talking during the game when it was tied, and we were like, ooh, maybe this will be a fun one. It wasn't, but. Uh, the Cubs certainly have a chance to rebound tomorrow, and a win tomorrow would certainly flip the narrative of the series. So, Joe, what do you say? Let's get out of here. Let's go, Cubs.